amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Hey, Beverly Hills 90210 fans. Are you ready to dive deep? Episode by episode. Storyline by storyline. Character by character. As we break down the making of your favorite zip code. With your host. Charles Rose. Did I say that? Yeah. Mary oh, this thing about the, the the real person, and we're going. What? We're getting rid of this guy. Pete Ferrero. I'm feeling wonderful. <laughs> Kathleen looks crush, TV crush worthy. Like so many special guests, and all your questions live on the Beverly Hills 90210 show. Oh yeah. Well, hello and uh, welcome to another edition of the Beverly Hills Show. Lots of things happening behind the scenes. By the way, very hated intro, Larry. I don't know if you. <laughs> I saw that. I'm totally gonna, you know, get behind Chuck's. I can't. I, I, everybody dance though. I find that great. It really energizes me. I saw some hater comments on it. I was totally baffled by it. Like, it, it, it's it's just, just the thing. See, the opposite the thing for me is usually if someone says, hey, can I come on the show? I'd like to meet so-and-so. I'm down for all of that. When they say they don't like the intro, I leave the intro for as long as possible. <laughs> it works both ways for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, you know, it's just, you know, some things you don't like. Uh, yeah, but hey, it's Chuck singing. How can you not like it? I, it always gets me going. It's so ridiculous. I know. Same. And lovable, and uh, it's great. It's his catchphrase. Well, listen, we're we're going to cover this episode, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Sarah, you said you got a chance to watch this episode. Looking back at season seven, what did you think? I it's honestly, called, yeah. Go ahead. We should, we should say what it's called, Pete. Go ahead. It's Here We Go Again. Yes. Right. I honestly couldn't remember like, where everyone was in their relationship, so it like, took me a minute to be like, okay, who's together, who's not? And then I couldn't remember what Steve's big like secret was, so I actually, it was kind of fun to watch it because I kind of forgot. Yeah, he had a he had a big secret. And speaking of Steve, we have one of his brothers about to join us here. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> Look who it is. How are you, Travis? How are so you? Nice that we've tracked him down. It's so great. It yeah. is awesome. One of the monkey children, uh, step brothers of Steve, uh, sons of Rush Sanders. Flying monkey brothers, I believe, is what we were. Yeah, flying <laughs> monkey brothers. Travis, I'm curious, man. How did you? get the audition for 90210 do you remember all that yeah actually I, I think i remember more about the audition than i actually remember shooting a lot of the show so um you know i just you know i was just sort of actor for hire um and uh you know got the audition went in and uh you know typical audition process had the i think i went in for a pre-read with the casting director and then they brought me back in met with the producers and and did the same thing and and got booked and you know, I think what they wanted is they wanted someone who made Randy look kind of sane and cool by comparison. Um, and I didn't know that. I actually didn't know that Randy's spelling was going to be, you know, the other brother. And um, 
but you know, I mean, just that was kind of my style at the time. I just kind of, I kind of ate the, ate the scenery and um, went in there and did it, and yeah, I booked it. So. Well, uh, uh, it's a huge show, right? I mean, at the time, it's, you know, Beverly Hills Now Tuna is one of the biggest shows going on. What's it like walking onto set for the first? And when did you find out you're going to be paired with Randy Spelling, which must be also a thing? Yeah. So I found out about that, I think, just a few days before. No, actually, no, I found out at the table read. So I found out yeah. it was a table read. And that's when I, he was like, hey, I'm Randy. And I'm like, yeah, you look familiar. He's like, yeah, Randy Spelling. Okay, got it, got it. <laughs> <laughs> and um you know i kind of did that math and then you know find yeah and then just kind of realizing like oh aaron spelling's kid i'm working with aaron spelling's kid no big deal so you know that was kind of that kind of added a little bit of like uh, pressure i don't know if it was pressure but it kind of i felt like the eyes would be on me a little bit more than they usually are for a guest starring role uh usually you're a guest star and your basic job is to just show up and hit the marks and don't are we cussing on this? Yeah, it's all sure, go right ahead. Just, so just hit your marks. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> you know, be cool and don't you know, don't do any. Don't abuse the staff. You know what I'm saying? Like don't hear the craft service. Just don't. Right. And so uh, so that's usually what you got to do. But now you finding out it was Randy Spelling. Uh, yeah, that kind of added that extra layer of of uh, realizing that the producers were going to be paying a little bit more attention. So. Um, yeah, so that, that that was that made it more interesting, but um, it also made it cool because you know obviously Randy was well known on the set and so on and so forth. So you know, so being kind of associated with him gave me a little bit more entree into uh, just sort of you know like being able to get the good meal breaks and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so, cool. Yeah. Well, you get you get a, you 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 do a lot of work with everybody here, and one of the people obviously is Ian. That's someone else that you're working a lot with too. What was that experience like? He was great. I mean, everyone on the show was just fantastic. I really can't. I have nothing bad to say. I mean, everyone was just absolutely great. Um, super accommodating. Um, you know, Jason was awesome. Ian was awesome. I mean, just everyone. Brian was awesome. I mean, just everybody. Um, you know, a couple years, it was like a couple years after I was on the show, three years after I was on the show, Jenny Garth was walking through the third promenade and, uh, and I was just kind of sitting there. I was, you know, I was at lunch with my friend and I wasn't going to say anything. I was going to go, (laughs) (laughs) Steve's brother. (laughs) They kind of have like, you know, the, the outdoor seating, the outdoor patio area. And I was just kind of sitting there eating lunch, and she walks by. She's pushing her baby in a baby stroller, and she goes, "Hey, Travis!" And she like, you know, made it a point. Oh, amazing! What's up, else? And so, yeah, it was great. I was, was, you know, top man, you know, super professional. So it was great. That's really awesome. Um, well, one of the people that you get to interact with on this episode—I don't know if you remember—was Beth. Do you remember Beth? Charlotte. Here she is. <laughs> We're all, we're all about the reunion here on this show. <laughs> yeah. Here's- I'll set it up for you, Travis. You're with Randy, and you decide a good idea is to try to sneak into the cabana to watch Beth take a shower. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Something then- that probably wouldn't air in 2021. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, of course, before before that, though, Randy's character has really uh, had a nice moment with Charlotte. Charlotte, you were lovely in the in the, in this episode. You're, you light up the screen. I'm oh, so glad you. we could see you. Yeah, and so you've totally messed up your brother with this thing because once she sees what he's really like, she decides she's not going to spend the day with him, you know, or night. 
Well, yes, exactly. What, what do you, re Charlotte? What about for you? What do you remember about coming into this world of nine hundred two one zero? Well, that's a great question because I was just starting out, and I just remember getting the job and being very excited. And it was in the days where TV and film were very separate, and. I was really focused on doing film, but once I got this job with Aaron Spelling, I was very excited because I knew that this was just a wonderful project and something that I should be excited about. Yeah, and you told me yesterday something about Aaron, you, Aaron Spelling, you had a, a cool little Aaron Spelling moment, right? I did, so after I filmed the show, Aaron asked me for a meeting and uh, he basically said, I want to invite you into the air uh, in the spelling family. And I guess that what that meant was to bring me on to one of the shows or whatnot. Um, and he said, can I get you anything to eat? And I said, Thank you. But no, I'm good. But he said, you know, we just really loved what you did on the show. And we'd like to have you be with us more. That's really awesome. Travis, what about you? When you start working with Randy, do you guys immediately have a bond as friends off camera or is it just for the show or how does that, does it develop into anything? Are you hanging out or not really? You know, I mean, you get, you, you, you develop a rapport, but a rapport is not the same thing as, a, as like a true lasting friendship or anything, but we did hang out um, offset for a minute, you know, cause like we had like, I think a year or two or a couple of years there where we were kind of recurring on the show. So, yeah, I, like, he invited me up to the house, uh, and that was awesome, getting to see the Spelling Mansion. So, yeah, I mean, um, we hung out. We definitely got along. Um, he's a great guy, too. Um, I thought, you know, I honestly thought, and this might be between you and me and everyone else that's watching, but, you know, I honestly thought he would be kind of, you know, you know like a spoiled Hollywood kid, right? But, um, you know, he was pretty, for, for being who he was and being the family he comes from, the situation yeah. that he was in at the time. You know, super down to earth, very cool. So um, definitely got along with him really well. And, and um, yeah. That's you. awesome. Well, he's a friend of the show. He lives in Portland. He's a life coach and a therapist up there. Oh, no kidding. That's awesome. Yeah, we've had him on. Charlotte, what about your experiences working with Randy and this one right here? Do you remember that? You saw the episode? Oh, yes. I, you know, I actually watched it last night because it was so long ago. But um, I really enjoyed working with with both you and Randy. And Randy was such a very down to earth guy. I was actually surprised. He was very well mannered. He was very respectful. He was such a gentleman. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, I have nothing, yeah, everything but good things to say about him. All right, let's, take, too. let's, <laughs> let's take a look at this. We had the wrong Cabana. Beth, I'm really sorry. We didn't mean it. You came in here to watch me shower, didn't you? And you saw my mother? Please don't remind us. You two are disgusting. <laughs> Get out before I call security. <laughs> really, Beth, I'm sorry. Really sorry. I thought you were different, Ryan. I liked you. We were going to have such a good time tonight. We still can. <laughs> don't ever speak to me. Well, those plans are done. Yeah. <laughs> you really killed it for your brother. Way to go. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I but yeah, it's a cute stuff. I, I uh, and we didn't bring you back. Did Mr. Spelling bring you back for another show, Charlotte? After that, I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly, I don't remember what the sequence of the shows were. I mean, was that before or after the graduation episode? Yeah, I mean, she, she, uh, Aaron, uh, before. Yeah, I don't think she came back. But, but Charlotte, did did you get cast in a spelling show after this? Um, I was offered to come back and have a regular a series regular on one of the shows. He he basically said, "I want to welcome. I want you to join the spelling mm-hmm. family." And uh, ultimately, it didn't work out. But yes, so but how, I was how, invited. How old were you when you shot that? How old were you? Oh my goodness, Ugh, I don't I mean, even know. I mean, you look really, really young. What about you, uh, Travis? How old were you when you were doing I had this? To be about seventeen or eighteen years of age. Perfect. Yeah. No, I was. You know, I, I created your character. I, you know, it, I think you 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 came up in the uh, the New Year's Eve show. I think that's when we introduced the characters. That's right. Which was a, a yeah. script I wrote. And yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, you exactly right. You were going to be the character who's going to make him look normal, even though we we're going to, you know, so that's exactly correct. Yeah, you did a great job. Somebody mentioned a few weeks ago, we were talking about you on some show. I think Muntz, the actor that played Muntz, said that he got some Jim Carrey influence out of you. Did you was that something that you tried to do with your character or were you just being who you were? Was that Was there any influences at all? Uh, I mean, like that's, I mean, you know, comedy was a little more broad back in the, in the mid to late nineties. So, you know, I think there was a lot of that. And also, you know, I, I just, I had it, like, I got into the business mainly because I had a lot of energy and I was kind of, I was big, I was a big, uh, you know, big personality. I kind of went for it. So, um, you know, I, you know, Jim Carrey, I mean, there was some Jim Carrey in there. There's some, uh, my favorite, my favorite review that anyone ever left. So this is back in, this is back in the day, this was like, I don't know if you guys know what list serves are, but there was these list serves where you had to go in and um, it was like a bulletin board service, basically. It was like when the internet was super, super new. Okay. You know, so people would leave, would do reviews of 90210 episodes like immediately after they aired. And someone described my acting as, you know, those like little rubber things that, that you put the fingers into and you go, rah, 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 rah. don't describe my acting like that. And I thought it was, mwah, mwah. I thought it was perfect. I was like, that's, that's true. That's it. That is what yeah. I did. <laughs> Wow! Um, Even yeah. before Twitter, there was a way to be mean on the internet. I, I know that was like before the <laughs> before the World Wide Web. That was he's talking about uh, electronic bulletin boards. Well, yeah. uh, is he talking about Adelphi? Wasn't that- Del- uh, Delphi? Yeah, the, the the Fox server that we we uh, used in the Rolling Stones uh, episode. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, um, we, we were we were pumping that. But yeah. it was basically like a mean tweet before mean tweets existed. So. It was, yeah, yeah. No, it was, <laughs> like, it was really true. I was like, yeah, that, that's about it. Did you um, read that all the time? Uh, did I read it? No, I think I just, for some reason, I just kind of was interested in what people would say about my performance in Nanatuno because it's like there really weren't. I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I've, I've watched, I watched the show, but I didn't watch the show. I think after about season three or four, you know, regularly. Um, you know, but so in, as far as I was aware, in my opinion, there really weren't a lot of people kind of doing that sort of that sort of stuff um, mm-hmm. on the show. So it was kind of a bit a bit weird for Beverly Hills now and someone else. So I want to see how people would respond. Some people liked mm-hmm. it, some people didn't. Well, um, how did you like the uh, director? Anson Williams was the director of this episode who, uh, you know, was Potsy on Happy Days for early years. He directed a number of episodes for us. I think this might have been the first one, though. 
Yeah. And uh, I, I, he's a good director, I thought. I mean, he's great. Every director I worked with, including Jason, were freaking amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I, again, like I, I don't, I don't know that I had any problems with anybody on the show. I thought everyone did a super good job. Here's the thing: you don't get to be a show like Nano Two and O and and have that many seasons. It's sort of like Supernatural. I kind of, it's kind of in the same kind of area where. You know, you don't get to do a show for that many years and not be incredibly good at your job. And that's everybody, Larry. So, you know, like that's everybody associated with the show is just at the top of their game, doing an excellent job. You know, if if a bunch of people or a few people just really aren't cutting it, it's going to pull the whole show down. But that show made it through. I don't even know how many seasons, but um, yeah. yeah. So you don't you don't do that. You don't do that unless the people at the top and also, you know, the people at the top know how to pull in the right people. So, I mean, everyone from, you know, I mean, perhaps like, uh, uh, like even the, even the catering was amazing. Well, you know, we, we, we had by the seventh season, uh, you know, it, it certainly got better. Everything got better, a little bit better or yeah. You were in the sixth season actually too. Six seasons. Yeah. You know, we had more money then. I mean, there's a lot of extras in this thing. I'm always impressed when I look at these episodes, like, Oh my God, there's so many people in this. Yeah, there's a lot. Big, big productions. I, you know, I, I can't remember where was the beach club. Do you remember where the set was? The uh, beach club set, uh, Charlotte Man- or, or Travis? Yeah. Where? Like the Manhattan Beach area, I think. It was. Mm-hmm. Down there. Okay, that's yeah. I didn't recognize it right off. So I, I think we did try to. T- look, I saw one shot which I didn't recognize of the beach of the beach apartment at one point, like a corner shot of it. Yeah, maybe the, maybe they did tie that in. They oh, stuck it in, in there. Yeah. 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 Uh, Charlotte, what else about do you remember about shooting all of this stuff? Um, do you have any other memories of it? I do. I actually, you know, when you contacted me, I started reflecting on the whole experience. And I remember, you know, going to have lunch and seeing the whole cast there just sitting together and just such nice people. I just remember everybody was really relaxed and cool and and you know i was nervous of course it was one of my first jobs and the director was just so respectful and and helpful and the whole experience in general was just kind of like one of those la california at the beach you know having a great time as a young actress experience Um, and, you know, Travis, they brought you on. You did a whole bunch of stuff here. You, you mentioned before that graduation. Of the, I think that was the end of this season, right? The big party on the... Uh, on the on no, the, that's, that's season six. The, the party on the boat. But the, um, I mean, um, when... What's his face? Uh, when oh, the 20s party. Taylor goes, yeah, when Bill Keller goes to... Yeah, yeah, yeah the roaring 20s party. The roaring 20s party that Larry loves so much. Um, <laughs> what... Do you remember coming back often, being called back, and what was that kind of like for you? Um, that was really cool. I was working on a sitcom at that time, like around that time. Um, so, uh, you know, I, it just so happened that, you know, when, when the sitcom was on hiatus, I was available to do the 90210 stuff, and that was awesome. Um, and, yeah, I mean, just, I, you know, I thought, I thought I'd be one and done. So when they called me back to do the next episode, I was stoked, obviously. Well, um, you got the scholarship because you were working with Randy, and I had the character payment on both your characters. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, think, I think if Randy had uh, had had found something else to do, I probably wouldn't have been called back. You would be gone. Yeah, it's just sometimes it works for you. Sometimes you know the, the gods look down on you. We call it the scholarship. Sometimes you get the scholarship. <laughs> That's right. the scholarship for sure. Um, 
but uh, no, I mean, uh, uh, I had a, I had a great time um, every single time. And, you know, I'll be honest too, like, you know, one of the, the big impressions that I got was from uh, Jason Priestley. That guy really kind of blew my mind in, in, in the way of just being a role model for how, you know, how to be on a set, how to be the guy on set, how to be, you know, top three on the call sheet on a set. I mean, so he's there and he's, you know, directing. I think he introduced- Which one, which one did he direct you in? I'm curious uh, if he had changed between season six and season seven. He directed the graduation episode, yes? Oh yeah, he directed seven. So yes, yeah, seven, yeah, exactly. He directed so both of them. That one, I don't know if he directed that. I think it was just that one. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But it might have been, yeah, so I think it was just that one. But like, I remember one time, you know, we were running lines, we were, you know, rehearsing for a scene and, um, you know, I had this line where I, instead of saying cool, I said, that's Razor. <laughs> and, and I just kind of kept, I kind of kept having a tough time with that line. And Jason was, comes up to me, he's like, Travis, what's up? You got a problem with the line? And I said, no, no, I love it. I love this. Like, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Jason. I'm on the I'm on the team. Let's do it. Let's go. Come on, put me in. The and he was like, "Well, what do you want to say? You want to, what do you want to say?" And I said, uh, "Well, you know, I think what I would probably say is that's cool." <laughs> and he said, "Really?" And I said, "Yeah, that's what I would. That's what I would say." And he said, "Okay." And you know, he pulls out his you know phone, you know his cell phone. It's the '90s, big old cell phone, you know. Oh, and shit. Flips it down. He punches in some numbers. He gets on the phone. He goes, uh, I, I don't remember what, what the, the secretary's name was. He goes, uh, hey, Audrey, what's it? Audrey, hey. Yeah, it's Jay. I'm on the set. Let me speak to Uncle A. Oh my God. And I start sweating. I literally can feel like the little, you know how sometimes you get the cold sweats and the little pinpricks of sweat start happening like right around here and kind of in here. So I start sweating. And he, 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 he kind of gives me one of these, like, nah, wait a second. Uh, yeah, I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll get you. I'll get you. And, uh, and he goes, uh, yeah, uh, Aaron, yeah, uh, I'm on your set. One of your actors, he always uses the, the interesting pronoun. He's like, one of your actors has a problem with his line. Uh, page 38. Uh, yeah, it says, uh, that's Razor. He wants he's supposed to say that's cool. Okay. Okay, great. I'll let Diane know. Thanks. He sounds really apocryphal to me. I have to tell you, can't imagine this. But okay, that's amazing, man. That's hilarious. I think he was. I think he was pranking you myself. Of course, yeah. I think it was a prank. I'm pretty sure he was, because Aaron would have been involved in something like that. Actually happened. Yeah, I mean, he would have called me up, I would thought, but uh, no, you were out of we would have got a call from the script supervisor saying they want to change this in the script. Larry, at yeah. this point, you wanted the you wanted the Spice Girls. You were a persona non grata. No, this is not that. This is early in the season. I'm just kidding. Yeah, this is all in the season. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, Razor. And Jason had just done. Yeah, we just done. Remember the Alamo? Yeah, this was a yeah. But I, but it was a good move of Jason's. Either way, I think uh, it was a very it was a very classy move, and he got your you know feel good about your line, which is a director's job to make you feel comfortable. Yeah. Travis, you're what eighteen, seventeen. You're coming off the show. It's on TV. You must be getting recognized from doing this. 
in, in those days. Do you still and do you still get recognized from this? Uh, not two and not so much. It was a long time ago. I mean, I got a lot of footage. I don't necessarily look like that. Do <laughs> <laughs> I got a slightly different body composition, but um, you know, uh, other stuff. You know, the you know the supernatural, the the Euro trip stuff. Yeah. But but um, you know, Beverly Hills was a, a huge show. But I think uh, you know, no, didn't really. No, people weren't really like, hey, you were on out to like, Even I mean, back in the day, of course, like, of course, this is all LA. I mean, you know, I'm in LA. It's not really, you know, people. It's not a big deal, right? People, mm-hmm. Yeah, people try to big league you all over the place. So. <laughs> no doubt, Sarah. Do you have any questions for Travis or uh, Charlotte? Oh, put me on the spot. I'm sorry. Um, do that. No, it's <laughs> fine. I just was wondering. I guess with your character being so like, comedic, was that something that did you ever want more of a dramatic spin? Because I feel like they gave. Uh, Ryan more of like the love interest. And I feel like Austin never really got to have a love interest. I might be remembering it wrong. Good question. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I loved what I was doing. I mean, I thought that, I mean, cause like, you know, like doing the dramatic stuff to me, that's actually work. Like I remember I did an episode of Boston public and I committed suicide and it was super heavy. That was work. I mean, I showed up every day, like, you know, having to do the work and, and <laughs> get into character and anything else. And, and for now, 2 and um, you know, I, a lot of that was mostly just me. And, and a lot of it, too, was improv, uh, to be honest with you. Um, you know, a lot of it, uh, I would just kind of, you know, drop an extra couple, I would drop like an extra few words or a line in here or whatever. And if it, if it worked in rehearsal, script supervisor would put in a call, um, you know, so I had a lot more fun doing that stuff. And, and uh, you know, when you get into that sort of love interest stuff or you get into like a, a heavy kind of dramatic kind of situation, for me anyway, as an actor, you, you know, you, you wind up having to show up that day to work. And um, to, it just felt like work for me. You know, mm-hmm. the comedy kind of feels more like play, which is still work. I mean, it's still work. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no doubt. Um, but, you know, you wind up, uh, you wind up just sort of, it, it, it's lighter. And it's uh, it's easier, and especially if you know I'm sitting there feeling like it's kind of my job to not set Randy up per se, but it, you know just kind of be in that be, you know occupy that space to make him seem like I said kind of cool and sane in comparison. So I was totally cool with that role. Our friend Kristen McIsaac wants to know what Charlotte and Travis are up today with their up doing today with their careers. Charlotte, let's start with you. What are you up to? Oh, thank you so much. I feel like I'm just coming off of the whole COVID extravaganza and just getting back out there in the field and shooting. And uh, I've had some actually some really exciting auditions. I, you know, I did a movie called Training Day and uh, the director of that uh, brought me in for something recently that I'm, you know, I'm up for it. I'm auditioning for what was that? The director was, uh, I think he used to be married to Rebecca Gayhart, didn't he? No, no. Antoine oh. Yeah, yeah. I think he was. Oh, I didn't He was even... married to Rebecca Gayhart, who, of course, was our Tony Marshall. Before Eric Dane? No. Before Eric Dane, yes. Uh-huh. Wow, and Sarah, I love that she has the scoop there. Yes. <laughs> I forgot this. Sarah is anyway, with me. Yeah, good. Yeah, good. It's good. It's a good down to an old mojo. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> How about you, Travis? I know that you you're working, you're constantly acting, right? I think you're directing too, and writing, and a lot of things, right? I was, yeah, I was, I was. I kind of stepped, I stepped back from the entertainment biz. I'm in the legal profession now, um, 
you know, just kind of hit that point where uh, I just want to do something else. So what my, last, my last uh, acting gig was 2017. Got it. And yeah, so my last acting gig was 2017, and I was actually uh, a corpse in my la in my very last shot. <laughs> Symbolic. I ever, I ever worked. They could uh, be. I was on a slab, just dead, and I had like the dead person makeup on me and everything. And this, I kind of was like, you know what? This is it. This is it. Hey, so I, I, after I, I, that, yeah. actually, literally after that, I, I think I walked off the set. I think I literally went and uh, you know started filling out applications for college and stuff, and now I'm graduated and I'm just kind of working. So. Oh, beautiful. Hey, I'm sorry to interrupt, Charlotte. So, what are you doing now, Charlotte? I, I didn't mean to. Oh, no, I was just talking about how, you know, since COVID, since, you know, now the business is waking up again, I've just been basically pounding the pavement and going on actually some really cool auditions. And one of which was um, for the director of Training Day and nice. yeah. who I worked with before. Oh, cool. Very cool. Yeah. Nice. Hey, uh, Tra Travis, they wanted me to ask you, Melinda says, what was it like working with Jed Allen? And I guess you you worked with him a bunch, right? Uh, Rush Sanders. Do you remember Jed Allen? Jed Allen was Steve's. Uh, Steve played your father. He played your father. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you googling Jed Allen? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's been a minute, huh? Yeah, it has. Yeah. It has. It's been what twenty something years. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, it's good. He's. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing triggering. That's good. As long as nothing bad comes yeah, up when you see like, his face. Yeah, I'm not on the floor, you know, <laughs> begging for a blanket and, and putting my thumb on it. That's amazing. It was good, man. All right, Larry, we have a lot. I said, everyone on the show, absolutely awesome. Uh, you know, fantastic. Just had a great time. Every time I showed up, every day I showed up on set, I loved it. I just had a great time. I don't know if I've had a better time on set. I don't know if I've had a better time on set. Oh, well, you of said you watched, you watched the show prior to, right? So you were, you identified, you knew like what the peach pit was. You knew what these okay. iconic locations were. Was oh, yeah. when you walked on set for the first time for both of you, were you? I mean, I don't know that you got to see some of that, Charlotte, but because I think you, got, you were just at the beach club. But for you, Travis, when you saw some of these iconic locations, is that intimidating? What does that feel like when you see all these places? You're like, oh shit, that's the peach pit. I'm there now. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how else to describe Yeah, like you see it and you're like, oh, no, this is real and this is happening. I mean, actually, you know, it's, I look back, I have like, you know, I keep journals and stuff. And, and uh, recently, like a few months ago, I, I was looking back on one of my journals from around this time. And I literally was on set and I wrote down, this is like being on the cover of People magazine, except everyone's moving. Wow. Um, That's great. Yeah. And, you know, it was it was like that. Like I would like walk down the I was like walk I'm walking down the hallway and there goes Tiffany exactly. the pieces. I'm like, hi, Tiffany. I do remember your audition. You were you really were good. You're exactly what we wanted. Say again, Larry? I said I remember your audition. You were exactly what we wanted. Because I knew we had already cast Randy. I wrote it for Randy. And uh we're just looking for the foil there. And you know, I said, Oh, thank God we got someone who can kind of, you know be really broad and you know just like you thought so it worked out well yeah cool and because awesome. i had no idea so like i wasn't going for that energy it's just kind of that's just my natural energy and i guess uh yeah i guess that that worked out so. 
it was really awesome stuff, man. Thank you so much for spending some time with us here. We really appreciate you. Um, we love it. Everybody here has been so excited that you were joining us, and so it's great to have you, man. Mm-hmm. And you as well, Charlotte. It's just Charlotte's a bonus. Yeah, definitely. It's lovely, lovely to see you. Did really lift the screen, like I said. You know, that blue bikini is look good. And Larry, I wanted to say just how amazing I think it is. Everything that you've done, you know, just yeah, how accomplished you are, and for how long. And- I just, I find that just obviously very commendable and just really cool. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we, you know, yeah. I, I say, you know, we, we love the show. I mean, we love the characters and uh, it meant a lot to us. So, you know, we had to work harder than our fans because we know they loved it and we had to love it more. Yeah. Definitely. All right. So to Travis and Charlotte, we're going to say goodbye and uh, good seeing you, man. Oh, thanks for coming. Hey, guys, thanks for inviting me. Charlotte, it was great to see you again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye-bye, guys. Bye. Um, all right, Larry. There's a lot of other things to cover that's happening in this episode, so we just I wanted to get all that out of out of the way first. Um, I'm also giving away another DVD set uh, today, so all you have to do is write hashtag I love nine zero two one zero in the comments section, and at the end of this, we will give away a second DVD. Uh, I'm doing it right now. <laughs> um, you might be the winner of this. <laughs> okay. Let's... No, it was great to see uh, Beth and Travis, you know. Uh, so Travis was 17 then, so he'd be, you know, under 40 still. He's not even 40 yet. He went to He's college still... recently. That's cool. Yes, yeah, so he must have gone back. When he said legal profession, I wondered what that meant. But, uh, well, we God, God help us the country if, <laughs> <laughs> if, he, if he's anything like Austin. Uh, but, no, he did, he did a wonderful job. It was really kind of fun, uh, you know, the kind of, you know, just a little bit of comic relief and gave Steve some complication, a chance to grow up himself a bit, you know, and the way we used him. Um, I wanted to ask you, Larry, I mean, writing for those two dudes must have been a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Because you have all this heavy stuff to sort of write when you're writing a season episode. And then you have these two guys that you can just kind of have fun with, right? Yeah, I mean, but it was always going to be, you know, within Steve's orbit for the most part. You know, it's a, it was a way to kind of uh, have Steve face his own self because that was the whole idea that they would be doing the same stupid things that Steve would have done at that age. And so, uh, I, actually, that, that's pretty much the, the thesis of the first time we see him, which is in uh, the New Year's Eve show. And then, you know, just seeing what they could do. Once we saw that, that they were interesting, then I, you know, found ways to bring them back. And we gave Randy a couple of... Uh, you know, nice plots. I think he has the uh, the binge drinking thing in Smash, which we covered, and uh, also uh, with another girl. I thought maybe we had brought Beth back, but I guess we didn't. There's another girl. I'm pretty certain that he thinks he's going to actually, you know, get to uh, you know fight crime with her. And uh, I mean, you know, doesn't yeah, he try to get with up. Kelly's sister? What's that? Isn't it Kelly's sister? Is it Joy? Kelly's sister? No, no, it's another. It's, there isn't. There is a graduation day. Yes, graduation day. There is. There is another thing in graduation day. But there's also something, uh, you know, maybe in the seventh season before that, where he actually has like a short thing, and Steve has to give him advice and give him a condom. Oh, remember, yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. I, I Weiss, it up. Just tell us what episode. That yeah, seriously. Did you ask for Doctor Weiss? Doctor Weiss calling Doctor Weiss. Just. Chime in with that. What's the other uh, thing? But yeah, it was great to see them, and it was fun writing for them. And you know, look, I, I you know, it's, uh, I shamelessly wrote that for uh, Mr. Spelling's son. It's a you know way to just kind of uh, you know you know just kind of uh, make everybody happy in the family, and it, and it worked out well. You know, it was okay, fun let's, for let's talk about a few other things. I'm going to show you this because we loved this line when we watched the watch along there. 
Blair, where's your better half? Back there, playing poker. Did you know that uh, Steve and Kelly slept together? Yeah, sure. Why? <sighs> Great. So everybody does know that, right? What are you talking about? Everybody but me. Claire, it was a long time ago. We were in high school. What's the big deal? It's never occurred to you how incestuous this little group is. I try not to dwell on it. All right, so <laughs> let's talk about uh, Steve's secret, uh, how Clara felt about it in this incestuous group. I, by the way, I asked Kathleen before we came on if uh, she remembers anything about this line. And what she told me to say is that she remembered being asked to remove her sunglasses and being annoyed that Jason didn't have to. That's. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Nice. Wow. Well, spelling again, you know, Charlie you know, has talked about that, that Mr. Spelling did not like sunglasses on his actors because the, yeah. uh, the eyes were the temples of the soul or whatever the thing was. But, you know, look, I mean, this was, this comes out of something, you know, uh, you know, in in the in the series building, we I talk about this before, but we vertically integrate the characters, and so they've all kind of you know done the dance with each other. We're now in season seven here, uh, you know, over you know two hundred episodes, and so we knew the audience knew that, so we figured we better just point it out in a clever way. And and she looks so gorgeous, my God! And this this year, I have to say, everyone was at the top of their physical. Powers. They look, it was just look all gorgeous. And looking at this episode again, uh, you know, it's the second episode of the season. It's picking right up after the uh, the road trip to Texas and remember the Alamo. But we're setting up something big. We we try to you know mine the past. We bring back the beach club, which you know everyone meant a lot. And then we find something really emotional in it, something that had never ever been explored, which was this why Kelly has been called the slut. So it's like a free pass. We got a chance to do something. And, and to do it with Ian was, you know, gives him something really strong. He always has, we've always played the fact that he really carries a torch for her. He always has. And uh, it provides this this whole episode with a, a great Steve Sanders story and Kelly Taylor story. And, uh, and Brandon is in the middle of it and Claire's in the middle of it too. So it's really, uh, it does a lot of good things for us in, the th in, in this episode, as far as series writing goes. I, I like what I did there. Um, someone wanted to know at the start of the episode, there's a sign that says future home of the Beverly Hills beach club. Was that because the beach club that was used in season two and three was no longer available? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. That was the sand and sea. I think it was torn down by that point or, or transformed into something else. I have two questions. Go for it. But first, for Larry, what made you decide to do a Kelly and Steve story from years ago? Well, you know, we were filming, uh, we filmed this probably in the second week of July, because I know we always started our season writing wise right after Memorial Day. So it would have been about five weeks after that. So that puts us into in, uh, probably, you know, more. We do, so that almost gives us, uh, yeah, six weeks. And so we had the summer and, you know, just the idea of the beach club, people, you know, love those episodes and stuff. And we, yeah. we didn't have to run to college is what I'm saying. We always tried to keep in, in the calendar. So that kind of was, we were airing this in September. So we did have a kind of a shot to, to do, you know, a, a summer beach episode. No doubt. And, uh, you know, and then within that, there's so many nice touchstones and memories for people. Uh, uh, we could have a little bit of fun with and also get everyone down there looking great at the beach, which always is important to me. Guys with shirts off. 
Go ahead, Sarah. If you guys talked about this already, then we don't have to talk about it. But did you ever think about putting Kelly and Steve together like as adults? Which I don't think would work because he's so friend zoned and it works so well as it is. But was that ever a discussion? I'm curious about that too. I, I think it was never a serious discussion. We always used it. You know, I think at the top of uh, season five, Steve comes back after Celeste dumps him from Hawaii and says, Brandon, you'll never guess. I know who I want now. I want Kelly. <laughs> and of course, Brandon's just spent the, you know, the whole summer since the Washington thing with Kelly. And so, you know, again, that was a have some fun to kind of really screw up Steve, which is part of our job was to, you know, prevent, you know, problems for him. <laughs> and, uh, and then we had this thing here, you know, because, you know, so like I said, Steve always carried the torch. You know, if the season, if the series had gone long enough, you know, maybe in season fourteen, you might have happened. Because <laughs> you know, you got to be vertically integrated. You go, hey, wait a second, who haven't we used yet? I mean, you know, sometimes that happens that way. Look, I mean, what's the big deal? Right. But, by the way, I, I said fighting crime before. I can't remember what books that's from. Do you remember? It's from like a, a very famous uh, kind of a you know Gen X Gen X book. What else? Micro. It's from Micro Surfs. And then anytime they talk about making love, they call it fighting crime. Oh, yeah, we were fighting, we were fighting crime. Uh, my other question, which we kind of talked about a little bit, but this obviously goes back to high school, and it's not rewriting history by any means, but it's exploring history that the fans do know about, but you're giving us more information. As you were writing these later seasons, like how often did you want to go back to like the high school stuff? Because like, you're honoring it and you're expanding on it. I don't know if this makes any sense, but then you're also no. like rewriting it a little bit. Like, you know, we're seeing things. Larry was slamming. We're slamming. We're slamming. We're slamming. Okay, yeah. you know, we had Again, the, even yeah. okay. the, it's true. It's, it's a story slam not to. It's, you know, we're opening a moment up. Look, I mean, the same thing happened with uh, the mention of the flying uh, stepchildren, you know, which we never, you know, they just kind of harvest that, brought it in. See, you, all that stuff that was set up, you know, was ready to be mined. Again, we were looking for a lot of story content. So I, I think. We knew we knew what you know real emotional touchstones and the things were. Look, you know Jack McKay, other thing, other things. You know Mrs. Teasley. You know the things that people really responded to. They were always in our mind. So, you know, it's just these questions. You want to use them, you know, it, it judiciously in the, in the right places. And you know, starting this season and again, you and because of the second episode of the season, probably airing probably September fourteenth or something, still kind of summerish. You know, the beach beach club just seemed like a natural. Just seemed like a natural place to tell a lot of story. Right. And also, I mean, and then, you know, I mean, we tell every story there, I think, because we even bring Kenny, uh, Kenny Bannerman and Valerie oh, there. That's and I that, to and, yeah, well, let's go. Yeah, I mean, because there, there. there's... Now talk to me about, because we really want to get uh, Kenny Bannerman on the show. He's very busy. He does music and all this stuff. So I don't want to undermine what he's working on, but we really would like to have you on here. Joey Gianni. Close your eyes and you think it's Sinatra. Yes. So do you remember casting Joey Gianni in yes. this Bannerman? Tell me what I the... Did. There's what, another, what another character I created. <laughs> I, I just like... He was just... Uh, you know, I didn't want anyone that was really going to really, I, he was just sexy and stuff. And, uh, you know, he might appeal to her and he kind of had some charm to him and stuff. But at the same time, we knew he was going to be, you know, a cad because he was not going to leave his wife. I mean, we, you know, we were telling, you know, a bad husband story here, uh, which some of us knew. <clears throat> we watched this and he dropped a line, I think, right to to, to Valerie that, that he was div not, they're divorced or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh, in fact, he's his wife's on Martha's Vineyard. I, well, <laughs> Larry, yeah, where that's, a, that's a Martha's Vineyard reference there. Yeah, but where are you right now, Larry? You know, I'm on Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, so Kenny was uh, you know, Kenny was uh, amalgam of a lot of men we knew. Um, 
But you know, the funny thing is that Val comes into the picture in this season, this season seven episode. She's wearing a uniform. It looks like I'm laughing. Like, what the heck is this thing? Yeah. But uh, and then she kind of really looks fantastic later on at the beach club, and you know, uh, it, it's just that we again this whole this whole season really was the step into adulthood for them. So this scene totally seemed like a, a kind of a story of you know Valerie getting involved with a married man. I mean, you know. It's an old story, but we had a nice, you know, way to go at it. And, you know, everyone's responsible. Jim sets her up on it. Jim, thanks a lot, Jim Walsh, for setting this up. And then and then we have some great fun with, we find out that Kelly was her kid's babysitter. Right. Which, you know, and uh, there's a really good line there, I have to point out. When friends, after Kenny realizes they know each other, that Jenny and, and that uh, that Kelly and uh, Val know each other, he says, oh, you're good friends. She, she goes, good enemies. Good enemies. Yeah, I love that stuff. And uh, um, go ahead. No, that, I mean that. So again, you know, vertically integrated, getting everybody on the same set. That, that was, you know, that's a real plus for us when you can do that. You know, because you can really spend your days there. You could shoot twenty pages at the beach. You know, so you know, you can park your trucks there for three days. I want to show you the Steve and Kelly's moment here. Uh, I think it's really nice stuff out of Ian. After you broke up with me, Kelly, I started spreading rumors about you. What are you talking about? I told anyone that would listen that you were a slut and that you'd sleep with anybody. It was me, Kelly. I was the one who spread all those rumors about you. And I'm to blame for the horrible reputation you had at West Beverly all those years. How could you do that? I thought we were friends. No, I... It's just once the ball got rolling, I couldn't stop it. I'm sorry. You bastard. Do you know how long I had to live with that? Do you know how long that followed me? Yeah, the worst part is, I became that girl. I became the slut that everybody thought I was. And I am still getting over it. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, sorry does not make up for what you put me through. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's good stuff to chew on for Steve, you know? Really good writing here too. Um, yeah, Steve Wasserman wrote this episode, and you know, I want to shout out to Steve wherever you are. He died on Memorial Day weekend, so we're not that far from it. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of Steve Wasserman through this whole series, and we don't really always talk about that. You know what I no. mean? Because it's the the show the way it is. But I mean, you can feel it all through some of this, yeah. Uh, yeah, we well, you know Steve. You know, and you know, probably Steve. You know, who knew a lot of the the. Uh, you know the uh, the high school episodes, so you know he he helped bring in a lot of the story to light, also. Um, and Steve always brought you know the schmaltz; he brought the heart. And you know this this besides also working in the in the post production with Chris Connolly, who's not here. Poor Chris, Chris Connolly. Kind of, I know. I feel bad. Chris is not here because there was a lot of uh, a lot of post production in this one, a lot of uh, replacement dialogue because the waves were crashing through through the stuff. Hey, Larry, the other thing, too, happening in this is is uh, David is very, very Ray Pruitt. And very some angry. Very angry in some of this. Do you, is this uh, what you guys are writing or is this the direction? What, what is happening? No, it feels like it's spun out of control a little bit too early for me. I, you know, I can say, hey, it's a four, four you know, because this year we're going to become his bipolar full out. And it's, you know, we, we deal with some mental issues with him. So that's pretty good. But um uh, Looking at it again, I would have toned it down a bit. Uh, I'm sure we had a meeting with Anson who talked about it, but uh, you know, it, sometimes the actor just, you know, he, he's playing with what he wants. I mean, we knew this was a breakup episode for them, so there's that. And again, this whole tension of 
college is ending. What am I going to do with my career? And he's losing his job, his contract there. And Donna's not into it the same way. She she's at a freaking you know beach club. Thing. You know, I mean, see, he's with I Eddie Cibrian. That's Eddie Cibrian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eddie Sibrian, I always liked. I'm so glad we could finally cast him because Eddie Sibrian was very tall, so he was very difficult to cast because the other guys didn't like it. They were tall <laughs> actors. Um, so yeah. this, this yeah. was on the sand. You could get away with it. Really good stuff, though. Um, hey, I'm also giving away this uh, 90210 DVD, so make sure you write hashtag I love 90210, and I'm going to give it away in just a moment. Anything else that you want to mention from this episode, Larry, that we need to cover? Um well, yeah, I mean, this is really a very big Brandon Kelly episode. I mean, uh, yes. he's come back from his, you know, we, just to, you know, to help you out. I mean, uh, we're coming off some, uh, you know, she's come off her her drug and, and, and stalker binge. And, and she had her summer trying to, you know, get herself for the adult world again. Her last year of college, she does an internship uh, you know, she's working at a hospice and stuff. And he's had a whole trip, which was the trip he was supposed to go on with with uh, with Susan Keats. And she kind of screwed him. So and and uh, they haven't really been together since, you know, she didn't want to marry him since she turned the rings thing down. And this year we're going to really heat that up. So him seeing her again is just delightful when he sees her in that uh, hospice there. And she's working on her knees and the gloves and stuff. And, and it's just really real and touching, I thought. And you can really feel the attraction they have for each other, you know, working it through in the scenes they have in this thing together, even though they seem to be focusing on other people, they're really on each other. And uh, they're going to give each other space because we have other plans for them. Namely, she's going to end up with Mark, we think for a mm -hmm. while, for a while. You and, we've, and we've got, uh, and we've got the, uh, you know, a girl coming in who's going to be the newscaster. We already got scripts going on that. We know we're going to have a, uh, a Tracy uh, Galleon thing happen. Um, oh, but Sarah, at the same Sarah. time, so okay. Sarah missed a couple of weeks ago your the Mark Reese what happened story right so you have to look that up. Oh, on, go back. Oh, go back. The, oh, and oh yeah, the Mark Reese. Yeah, yeah Mark, that's a, yeah. that's the kissing problem. That's the ep epitome of the kissing problem story. Yes. Where it just you know, and, and I can understand it. You know, if you, you you're not going to spend your days with someone you don't want to kiss. I mean, that's what happened. So we had to you know hustle and change things, but. Uh, you know, I think the series between Brandon and Kelly for those Brelly fans are really good because we know we're going to be leading up to this thing of the about the ring again. We have not forgotten about that ring, and uh, Brandon's going to get that ring, you know, back. And and that, you know, that's we have to cover that episode with this ring. And I know you want to have uh, uh, Kelly for that, or you know, or or, J or Jason. You know, we have to do a, a episode with the two. Of them. Maybe we won't do that episode. Just that episode. We'll do a couple. But we have to cover that relationship, the uh, Kelly Brandon. Right, Peter? Goldsworthy yeah. listening in Hawaii and Australia right now. Yes, we know. Um, He's okay. probably thinking about it right so, now. And, and that stuff, I thought, again, we pick up from the last episode. Everyone's coming back to college, and it's all starting up again. We also throw out a Brenda thing. Where Brenda's in London. We I just got to keep that alive again. And everyone's, uh, you know, we give everyone the, the, in their place. And um, what else? What did we, is there another storyline there we missed? No, but Caro K has a question. Uh -huh. It's a long-winded, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to help you. So, Larry, question with your writing skills and dialogue: Does this cross over to your personal life when you have to deal with, say, any conflicts? Do you compose and draft well, thought out, excellent responses? 
Do you have epic comebacks in life situations? Oh, no. Use lines that I wish. writing for TV. That sounds like you, know, you might I mean, do. It's interesting. Uh, so basically, <laughs> you're saying, uh, can I write my life better than the. the, the no, no, it doesn't quite really work out that way, you know, because then the other person doesn't pick up the dialogue the way you want them to, <laughs> or, or doesn't react the same way. You know? Well, no, does anybody. So that's why you become a writer, so you can control all the characters. <laughs> no, but that's have you ever been into yeah. like, uh, an argument with someone saying, hey, you know what? May the bridges I burn light the way. Have you ever dropped something like that on, on somebody? I, I probably, <laughs> probably, but I'm, I'm going to start saying that's Razor. See if I can bring it back. I, 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 that must have been something that Steve wanted in there because I don't really remember it. I certainly wouldn't say it. It's a little bit awkward, but I think Steve must have heard it. Wasserman, Steve yeah. Wasserman must have heard it and really wanted that. So that's that's interesting. I hadn't thought about that. Sarah, but it was, I, I was nice to hear about the t- table reads, though, because you know I think in the se- seventh season or maybe the sixth season we started doing the table reads, which uh, it helped uh, you know everyone get involved a bit. And you had guest stars there too. I'd forgotten if we had the guest stars there. Uh, Sarah, next time you cover something, you should really end the article. Wow. That's Razor. You know, you're that's gonna read the, you're gonna read the Ask Instagram tomorrow and be like, this totally Razor oh, <laughs> instead of that's the team I'll get fired. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, you know, uh, God, we, I guess we were trying to go for some hip dialogue. Maybe we we're trying to go viral with it. Uh, I don't remember. I wish I could ask Steve. I really enjoyed Steve. The world's a lot duller place without Steve. I gotta tell you. Well, listen, hey, I mean, we're on this now. I don't want to go too far into this, but it is Memorial Weekend just passed. What do you want to talk about, Steve, and say something that fans should know about him? I wish Jessica was with us to do that. but Well, Steve and Jess, you know, they were unbeatable. You know, they were a writing team and really, uh, you know, really were a, a cornerstone of Chuck's team for seasons two and three. And then, you know, personally, it just got hard for them to write together. They they grew apart. And so we, as they grew apart, to be able to write together really got hard. So this was might have been the first episode that Steve did by himself, actually, I'm thinking, because I wrote uh, with him, uh, You Say It's Your Birthday, which was the episode before uh, the end of season six. Right. And I don't think he wrote one by himself. Is Phantom from six or seven? Six. Okay, so Steve, that was the first one Steve did, Phantom. Speaking that's of the Phantom, serious. we we couldn't find the Phantom, so that's uh, really goes along with what what happened there. So we try oh, no yeah. Phantom, Bo. I understand we have uh, Dick, the uh, yeah. straight shooter. Yeah, uh, the, uh, the Steve on. Steve Claire Dick Tran, uh, Dick Triangle uh, Triangle. Mm. That will be in June next week. Uh, Chuck and I are covering Castles in the Sand, right. uh, so that was that should be a lot of fun. And uh, the week after that, we'll do some sort of combo of. Chuck and Larry. We just don't know what yet because we have to book it, so we won't say what. Right. Right. Um, I want to give away this thing, so I'm going to add this giveaway tool and see how this plays out, and we'll see who wins this extra DVD. It's just picking by random? It's picking by random. Going for a while. Yeah. Uh-oh. Winner, oh, Linda Elizabeth. There you go. There you go. So the wheel. Linda, hit me up at Peter at Beverly Hills 90210 show, and we will uh, send your info over to the people that made the DVD uh, without the real music, and they will send it to you. So, yeah. You <laughs> can't get through one of these without someone talking about the music. I had to mention it. Chuck would be proud. Oh, well, of the, the music, yeah. So, <laughs> now, the music in this episode you know, is the Eliminators, a surf band. It was pretty damn good. Uh, I, I quite enjoyed it, though. We didn't really focus much on dancing. Of course, uh, you know, David didn't dance. 
which was unfortunate. Yeah. Um, you know, it was just, uh, again, I, I was pretty happy. I hadn't seen this episode since we did it. And it uh, I said, oh, yeah, that's 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 good. You know, you can feel the tension of the new year. And as a diehard Claire, she looked incredible in this episode. It's just like there are so many various yeah. looks. And now, I do have a question for the fans. Wow. Though. Where did Valerie get the tennis outfit from? That's what I want to know. <laughs> All of a sudden, she's in her uniform at the uh, CPA's office. She says, let's go play tennis. Now, do they have like just... I don't know how this got away, but do they just have like outfits at the tennis clubs that you just put on and they just happen to fit some match? She liked to spend money to make money. So she probably, you know, bought yeah, they it. Stopped, they to, stopped on the way. Yeah, See, definitely. Sarah, again, Sarah just proved what writing is. Writing is solving <laughs> problems, solving yeah. problems. That's all we would talk about. Well, we got to solve this problem. Solve I this found problem. Kenny so creepy. Even A little bit creepy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I found it hey, so creepy. How about when he like has her at the door and he kind of covers her there? So she can't get out. <laughs> I don't like it. I mean, woo! But, she, uh, but then he gives her ten thousand dollars, baby. You know, hey, Valerie Sarah, was so, so fun. she's not a hooker with no price. She has a price. <laughs> Sarah, he's definitely somebody that we've seen at a Jersey bar somewhere. Oh, I was oh, down the street this weekend. That's why my voice is a little like this. But uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kenny Bannerman. Yeah, that was you know. I mean, he, he was usefully served. You know, some I say it a lot. You know, he served the show. You know, he did the show. Uh, someone wanted me to say the fan of CU was season seven. Okay, thank oh, okay, you. Okay, yeah, it was season seven. So yeah, Correct. this yeah. might have been this yeah. might have been the first one Steve did by himself then. Yes. Uh, okay, and then Lacey wants to say, "Hey, I hope Larry knows how much his writing and others of this show uh, influenced our oh, life." Thanks. Oh, right. thanks. Very, very nice comment. Well, thank so. you very much. I appreciate that. And Peter Goldsworthy will let you know that at some point in the next month, we will attempt to cover uh, Brandon and Kelly, but we're going to cover a portion of it. But we're we're on it, buddy. So I don't worry Brandon. about it. And Sarah, Peter, what's going on for you in New York before we get out? Everything's all right there. Yeah, all good. We're like. Living our lives, probably, Often, you know, yeah. probably yeah. too much, honestly. <laughs> yeah, we are too yeah. out here. How about you? Yeah. Are you? Are you living your lives out on in in Martha's Vineyard? Oh yeah, yeah. I've got. I'm going to see live music, man. The Tedeschi Trucks Band is playing outside here. I got tickets for that. I got tickets for other stuff. And nice. yeah, no, it's all going off here. Uh, the gym has no masks. I'm, you know, I'm in great shape now. That's yeah. but I, I miss LA. You know, I've been away for about six weeks now. I'm we back. miss you too, man. You know, yeah, when we're back, you know, Pete, we should do a live show like a barbecue show. Like a barbecue we are planning some of this. We're going to do an actual in person event. Wow. event. Yeah, so it's going to happen in the summer. So, do a beach party. Exactly. So get ready for all that. All right, guys, this is enough for this week. We've covered it all. <laughs> we got Thank it. You. Um, we will be back next week. Chuck and I covering uh, the Castles in the Sand from season three, I think it is. All right, guys, I'm sure someone's ready to correct that. This was <laughs> uh, we meet Larry going to an after dark Zoom, and this has been great. We will see you. Bye, bye, Sarah. Bye, Sarah. thanks, guys. Bye, everybody. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. 
LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. 